coming up in this episode of Finding Common Ground. What happened in the past was horrible, was terrible, but it doesn't define us. But I don't see it and I don't want to erase it. I don't want to Photoshop it because it's there as a sign that I survived. He was looking wow. for love in all the wrong places. He found trouble. That we had our own bumps and bruises and a lot of them do left scars. There are two sides to every coin. How do we deal with racial issues when they affect relationships? Finding common ground on all those issues that we come against. There's black and there's white. And I think as Christians, we have to learn how to get together because we're not in heaven. I've met more interesting people just by God just bringing them in. Republicans and Democrats. But a lot of times when it comes to race and it comes to culture and it comes to perception, even as Christians, we don't always understand. We look at it through our lenses. There's Bill. I grew up in a suburb of Cleveland called Parma. Uh, Any black the, people in Parma? There was not one. Not one black person, not Bill? Not one. Come not on, Bill, one. you got to have one, a nope. token black person, a token. And there's Odell. I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, public housing, single mom, divorced single mom with four kids, and I came up through segregation and all that kind of stuff. If a black person drove through the town, the police would stop and escort them out. Bill and Odell are finding common ground. A part of what we have to do is listen to each other, find the common ground, and question, not questioning you like you're on a witness stand, but questioning you for a better understanding. Dear Heavenly Father, just uh, thank you for today and the sunshine and beautiful weather. Uh, thank you for helping me get over this horrible flu. Uh, it really knocked me down for about four or five days. Lord, uh, lift up my friend Jim Allegretto, who is uh, our guest today. I've known Jim for a number of years. Lord, thank you for bringing him into my life. Lord, uh, we ask for safe travels as Odell and Bev and Dory and I travel to Europe uh, for 12 days. And uh, we ask that it be a time for us to regenerate and uh, refresh as we get to see your glory. Amen. Father God, we just come to you saying thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for allowing us to represent you. God, a lot of times people hear what we say on the podcast, but they also know us personally and they watch the kind of lives that we live. God, thank you that we are living what we're saying. And thank you for this great country that we live in that we call the United States of America. God, you've blessed us that later on in a week or so, we'll be visiting another part of your great world called the United Kingdom. So God, we just say thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for all that you do that allow us to do for so many others. Thank you that my good friend is feeling better. And God, we just ask you to continue to protect us and keep us and guide us. In Jesus' precious name, we pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather here in fellowship with others doing your work. We ask that you grant us the blessing of a safe, fruitful event. Let our discussions be wholesome and may our spirits be lifted because of the friendships we share around North Carolina. May we honor you each day with hearts of obedience and words that are full of truth and love. Please bless Bill and Odell and all the youth in North Carolina. Keep them safe in your loving arms. We pray this is in your name. Amen. 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 Bill, so, yes, how sir. does it feel? You came, we talked about this event months ago. We had certain roadblocks. We thank God for grace and mercy. We had certain setbacks. We had certain misunderstandings. We had people who didn't understand it. And it's like, but here you are getting ready, not just you, but you as a leader, getting ready to pull off something that so many people are going to benefit from. How does it feel, Bill? How does it feel to know that you didn't give up when many people told you 
you are losing your mind and why are you doing it this way? Well, it wasn't the first time somebody told me that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I haven't reflected on it that much. Uh, quite frankly, uh, thank God Jim came into my life and uh, stepped into the space of his executive director to pull this together. Uh, and uh, he is doing a great job. He's, he's the one that's did all the work. I've, I've been trying to raise money support them uh in any way we can publicize it uh finding the venue we had to move that a couple times we had to move the data at least once uh so we've we've got it down now now the big thing is having attendees either be a zoom or uh coming in personal attendance so so i think that uh <clears throat> what what our next challenge and hurdle is to get the word out to everybody to please come to this. And, uh, if, if the money is an issue, just let Jim and I know, we'll figure a way to get you involved. It's, it's open to anybody that is involved with youth. That's mm. pretty broad, pretty broad, because what it helps you do is, uh, be a better youth leader uh, from that standpoint of understanding youth and aces, uh, which uh, adverse childhood experiences and how to help them become resilient to it. Um, some of the facts that we've run into, you know, chief justice Supreme court, Paul Newby has started a resilience task force to address ACEs. Uh, and he supported us. John Hardister supporting us uh, prevent child abuse in North Carolina is a big supporter. And, and uh -huh. Jim's been working with another agency. I'm going to let him talk about that. That has really helped him pull this together. So this is our first one. You know, when you do your first one, uh, it's very difficult because you got to, uh, everything has got to be done. It's not like we did it last year. Here's how we did it. We just make a few changes and away we go. It's, it's a big deal. And, uh, and so Jim has been able to pull this together, uh, as well as, uh, uh, help raise some money. So, uh, well, Bill, what's your biggest aha moment and I know that's old school, but what's your biggest aha moment in all this, doing this whole journey? Because it's not like this is your only job, you know? Yeah. You know, the biggest aha moment, you know, I'm obviously involved in scouting and that's how we got turned on to youth protection uh, symposium, which is done in Atlanta. Uh, as we got into it, uh, we realized that youth protection, the word protection uh, really applied to abuse to kids. Okay. Wow. And, uh, wow. and so what we wanted to do is make kids resilient. And, uh, so we changed the name at the encouragement of a couple agencies. And so we made a youth resilient summit. Now I, I know that doesn't have the same cachet as protection, but it really speaks to what we're trying to do. Uh, and, um, so we want to make kids resilient to, you know, adverse childhood experiences that, that they've had. Uh, you've had them. I mean, you've had them. You've had your four and I've had some. Uh, so yeah, you became resilient through your mom and I became resilient through scouts and family. So, uh, and some people just don't have that Odell. They don't have that mm. safety net. So where do they go? They go to the hood. They go to the gangs. They go to, that's where they end up being in chief justice, Paul Newby's criminal justice system. <clears throat> 95% wow. of the people in the system have ACEs. Wow. So it's a direct parallel. It is. And, you know, every one of the shooters that they've had, the mass shooters, they've had six ACEs or more. Wow. So, Bill, can you introduce our guest today? Um, do you mind? No, I don't mind. Uh, today, we have the honor of having Jim Alleghetto. And I, I always have a hard time with his last name. <laughs> So Aloe Ghetto, Aloe Ghetto, like Aloe Barrow, but I'm sure he's not saying it a better way. But I, I won't hold it against you. Okay. Allegretto. So Jim, how are you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic. How did you get how did you get involved with crazy Bill and Odell and come into our world? Welcome to Common Ground. How did you get involved with us? Well, thank you for having me on the show. Um, I've known both of you for years, right? 
it's, it, it's an amazing story. I used to work in the construction industry. We did uh, painting and finishes for um, commercial work, a lot of restaurants locally around North Carolina and the surrounding states. And you know, it was a fantastic career. It was a great opportunity. I worked with a lot of subcontractors, and I was also heavily involved as a volunteer in scouting. And I always thought to myself that the people in construction could really use more scouting in their life, right? Wow. I met Bill, and Bill said, why don't you, uh, you know, come work for the Boy Scouts of America? And I said, absolutely. Let's do it. An opportunity where I'm able to you know, help you know, thousands of youth uh, around my area in, in North Carolina I'm all up for it. So I, I made the transition. I made the transition after 16 years of working in construction into the nonprofit world. So uh, I went to work for the Boy Scouts of America. And we had fantastic success, you know, welcoming new families into the program and impacting their lives in a positive way. Now here I am, uh, you know, working you know with uh, Bill again. With the youth of North Carolina, and we're putting on a uh, youth resilience summit, and this really has such great impact where we can, you know, do what we've done in the nonprofit world and expand on that all over the state. Well, Jim, which is, which is talk great. About explain to the audience exactly youth resilience. What does that mean? Yeah, well, well, Odell, let's take that back one step. You know, adverse childhood experiences are potentially traumatic events that occur in childhood. Okay. Potentially traumatic events that occur in childhood. And, and that can happen to anybody. It doesn't make a difference if you're, you know, it doesn't make a difference if you're white, if you're black, if you're, you know, if you're Muslim, if you're you know, Catholic, it, it doesn't make a difference yeah, whether if you're, you're rich, rich or, or you're poor. poor. Yeah. It doesn't now, make a difference. Give us an example of a, uh one of those yeah well i'm gonna give you a few examples let's okay. say let's say that there's a family let's say let's just say that they're a you know, a well-to-do mm-hmm. family um they're not worried about money okay right but they're going through a divorce and they have you know they have children and you know, in the in the process of going through divorce you know the kids are torn back and forth between the parents as they fight to settle that that divorce right that's a very traumatic experience for those kids. It could impact them for the rest of their lives. Wow. It could it could make it so they have difficulty in relationships, or you know that one experience can make it so you know they have difficulty you know with authority in the future, which would make them not the best employee, right? Mm. So, but let's let's say that let's say that that same family uh, they're going through the divorce and they have multiple adverse childhood experiences or commonly known as aces let's say multiple multiple things that are happening let's say that you know they're getting a divorce and the father shows up um to the house to pick up the kids for the weekend and ends up abusing the mother and beating the mother or you know then the Mm. police are called and that you know that father is taken off to you know to to jail right and when they when they arrest them they realize that there is a warrant out for a DWI. Well, these are multiple ACEs that are impacting these, these children and they're experiencing that. Right. And, and those, and this is not when, when people think of adverse childhood experiences, they always think about, you know, um, you know, a, a black young man in the ghetto with a gun in his hand. And that's not always the case. You know, right. when we, when we, when we think about adverse childhood experiences in, in schools, in our community, it's everybody. Everybody is impacted by that. Well, you know what, gentlemen? So it's almost like, and, and again, Odell's from, uh, you know, I failed the third grade and the fourth grade, so I'm not that smart. So it's almost like ringing a bell, whether you ring it loud or it's a software. Once that bell has been rung, Bill, it's hard to unring that bell. And so no matter what level they experience uh, ACEs, but the resilience part, that's the that's the beauty of what's being done and inviting all these other individuals. And some people would say, wait a minute, the Boy Scouts? Who, 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 that's just like, uh, in some cases, the hen, I mean, the fox garden, the hen house, because, uh, you know, I believe in scouting and we're going through some challenges right now, but we're going to come out just perfect. Or some would say the church. Wait a minute, all these trusted places 
look like we have fallen down on the job over the years. And so I commend you, Bill. I commend you, Jim. I commend you, Odell, the good looking black guy is saying, yes, we're not running away from the fact that some things have happened in the past. But oh my God, we're not giving up with the past. We're going forward to try to prevent things from happening in the future. Do you, gentlemen, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I agree. I totally agree. I think <clears throat> what happened in the past was horrible, was terrible, and okay. but it doesn't there, define us. And if you look at the millions and millions, tens of millions of people that went through scouting in that time period, and we had we had a lot of cases, we had a lot of cases, um, and uh, but it doesn't define us. You know, we need, didn't have systems strong enough, and we fix we fix that. Now we do. And now we're getting back in and preventing that from happening in the future. So I, I applaud the scouts for sticking to the scout oath and law and uh, staying faithful to that. And then saying, yes, we had problems, but we're going to fix it. And we are fixing it. And we've been That's, fixing it for years. I love it. I love it. I love it because it, it you know, when you identify a situation, then you address the situation. You, you know, and that's just kind of how it is. I, 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 I'll tell you a quick story, Jim, and then I'll move on. Anybody who could look at me could look at my forehead and see this big old dent in my forehead. Well, that happened because Odell wasn't doing what he's supposed to do as a child and went playing in the rain and somehow uh, stumbled and hit his head on a water meter, a water main, you know, those things. And it split it. And we used to say in South Carolina, Bill, bust my head wide open till you saw the white meat. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was, I was getting a photo shoot the other day because, you know, I lost a pound or two and um, I was redoing my website. So they said, do you want to do a photo shoot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need some new, new pictures of you, Odell. You a little slimmer now. And then the guy came back and said, do you want to get rid of that big old dent in the middle of your head? You know, uh, what's that thing called when they could fix it? Um, Photoshop. 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 And I'm like, no, of course not. And I didn't even think about it. Listen, this dent in my head, I earned that. That's a scar. And that scar says, I survived, Bill. Yes, it happened, but I survived, Jim. And that scar is right there. And half the time, I don't even see it anymore. So that's what I love about what the Scouts doing. That's what I love about what the Catholic Church is doing. That's what I love about what the Baptist Church is doing. That's what I love about what we're doing. Yes, we have a scar right smack in the middle of Odell good-looking head. I don't see it, and I don't want to erase it. I don't want to Photoshop it because it's there as a sign that I survived. Bill, what have you survived in your personal life that gives you the grit to say, in spite of and because of, we're going to do this thing and it's going to be big and people are coming. Where did you get that grit from? Where did that come from? You know, it's it's interesting. When you get, God get, opens a door, and I've learned this over the years, when he opens a door and you don't go through it, you're in trouble. And mm -hmm. he opened this door in the summit uh, and you know, we could have easily walked away from it, Odell. You and I have tons of stuff on our plate. We didn't need another thing. And uh, we didn't, you know, we started from ground zero. We had no money. We had nobody to run it. We just had an idea, but it was, the, God gave us that idea and that concept. You and I flew down to Atlanta to see the scout office there to talk to them. And it just felt right. And I remember you and I talking, you said, Bill, do you really want to do this? It's a lot of work. And I said, I, I need some more time, but I think so. I think this is something we want to do. And is is it is door is God opened more and more doors? Uh, it became apparent that it is difficult. Don't get me wrong, but He's there walking with you, helping you open wow. the doors, introducing you to the right wow. people. Uh, and uh, I mean, we had no network with speakers. We had no network with agencies. We had no network with money. We had nothing. And that was what, six months ago? Oh, yeah. Six months ago. So look at what God did in six months. And man. Well, he, he changed your name, Bill. He changed your name from Saul to Paul. Amen. He, tell, us about, tell us about changing the name of the whole summit. Because I remember you said, you said, oh, yeah, we're changing the name. I'm like, what? Say, we're changing the name, man. Yeah. Tell us, tell the audience about you changing the name. Well, 
I had never heard of ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. And uh, quite frankly, for about the first month, I was calling it acute childhood experiences because I, I had never heard of it. But as I dug in, it became apparent the study that was done in 2018 by the Center for Disease Control and Kaiser Permanente interviewed 17,000 people to find wow. out if there's a common denominator between heart disease, cancers, kidney infection, hypertension, incarceration, alcoholism, drug abuse. And they're trying to find if there was some common denominator. And they came across these adverse childhood experiences. And they found that uh, 10 questions, folks, you can Google it. There's 10 questions. If you've had four of them before you were seven and you haven't been made resilient, you have a 95% chance of either having health issues or being incarcerated. And the, um, when I heard that, I went and pulled the study and started learning about it. I said, holy cow, this is a big deal. Why don't more people know about it? So I started talking to my friends and scouting. I started talking to doctors and other friends, and most people hadn't heard of him. So I said, okay, this is what God wants us to do is first bring it out in the open and educate mm. people. And we're going to do that throughout the state of North Carolina by holding seven of these, if, if I can raise the money to do that. And, uh, and so once we do that, uh, the, after we educate people, we're going to show them how to make kids resilient. And, and it's very simple uh, to say, but it's hard to do. You know, getting kids involved in youth groups, getting kids involved in scouting, getting kids involved in churches, getting kids involved in a soccer coach that is a true mentor uh, for the kids. Somebody in their life that steps in their space and allows them to fail, mm. but have a cushion. Because we all fail. And guess how you learn? You learn by failing. There you go. You learn, I got you the learn. scar on my head to prove it. There I you have go. A scar on my head to prove it. There you and go. And I think to Jim's point, sometimes now everybody gets a trophy. You know, if you just a participatory trophy, when we were growing up, guys, I'm a little older. Well, Bill's a little older than me. Jim, I'm a little older than you. You know, everybody didn't get a trophy. Everybody didn't get a trophy. No. Jim, right. what's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, you know I think that everybody has you know, everybody has some sort of scar. You know, we may not see it on our forehead. You know, it, it may be, or we may, you know, it may be a wheelchair. It may be a crutch. You know, it may wow. be, um, it may be internal, you know, it, mental health. You know, it, it may be some experiences that people have overcome. You know, you know, ACEs are a serious public health problem that have far reaching consequences across a, a youth's lifespan. Um, but they're also preventable. And, and, you know, Bill made mention to that, you know, you know, connecting youth to a caring adult or activities is one major way that you can help change that individual's life, that you could help lessen their scar a little bit by, wow. con by connecting them in their school and their church and, you know, finding teachers that care and that are well-trained. You know, now that you know COVID is you know going away a little bit and subsiding, and we're getting back to a normal life, right? You know, everybody's concerned about mental health is issues, but you know, Odell, the truth is, mental health issues have been around since the beginning of time. You know, they have been around forever. You know, if you think of the you know the painting, uh, the scream, very popular painting. You know, you know it's. Yes. Very popular. I mean, we, we all know that painting, right? That is a painting on mental health issues. And it's been around, you know, for over 200 years, right? So these are not new things. We're just, we're just connecting all the dots now. You know, we're connecting all the dots. We're looking at people's scars more closely and, you know, and treating them better. We know that you know, years ago, they thought, you know, the participation trophy was the way to go. Okay. We're going to make everybody feel good about themselves. Give them a trophy. Right. But it was kind of a bandaid. It, it was a bandaid at the time. It, you know, now we're pulling off that bandaid and seeing that it's still a festering wound underneath. Wow. Yeah. And wow. we're getting into those, we're getting into those communities. We're making differences. You know, we want to make it so, you know, people grow up to be, you know, good respectable community members with, um, you know, having kids that, you know, are, are well-adjusted and not part of the judicial system and, you know, not going down a, 
you know, a bad path. You well, know, Jim, since you sounded like a black Baptist preacher now, so, you know, I mean, you sound like a ba black Baptist preacher, e even in my scenario, if they photoshopped it, Bill, then it didn't matter if we cover up our aces, it's still there. You so you could Photoshop it in Odell's picture, but when you see Odell in person, it's like, what's that scar? That scar, it, we are who we are. Things happen to us in our lives. So Jim, Bill mentioned earlier that this program will help prevent individuals, not all, but some, from showing up in Chief Supreme Court, Court Justice Paul Newby's courtroom. And I think Bill stated that Justice Newby has an interest in this program. Can you explain that to us, please, to the audience? Absolutely. So, you know, the Youth Resilience Summit provides supplemental training. Um, doesn't make a difference if you're involved in law enforcement or if you're a teacher or if you're a church youth leader or that soccer coach. You know, you will come across somebody during your journey and your path in service that maybe you just don't understand. Okay. It, it could be, um, you know, uh, a young individual that's going through gender identity crisis, or, you know, it could be somebody that you know, just can't focus, can't stay still. Right. And, and you're going to, you're going to meet these young people along the way. Well, the youth resilience summit will provide supplemental training to help you understand some of these things. We've, we've gotten the best in class presenters and trainers to come. I, I wish we could have you know, 30 people that are training during this event, but we have 10 of the best in class presenters and trainers that are there to serve the individuals that serve youth. Wow. That's, that's what they're doing. They're, they're there. And we have, we have some fantastic programs, um, and if, Can if you, you talk don't mind, about the name a couple of them, please? Absolutely. So, um, you know, we have Sharon Hirsch, who's the president and CEO of Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina. She's our keynote speaker. And, and, and I've gotten to know her pretty well over the last six months. Uh, amazing, amazing person. And if you come to the Youth Resilience Summit, you're not going to hear from her sad stories of kids being abused. It's going to be an, a, an ins a very inspiring approach on how you can make a difference in your community. And that's the wow. difference with this summit. It's about how you know, that soccer coach can make a difference with the kids that they're impacting. You know, they're, they're going to be talking, uh, Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina is going to be talking about the five protective factors. And I really look forward to participating in that event. That's going to be great. I'll be learning new stuff that day. Uh, we also have a gentleman, uh, Dr. Chris Dixon. Um, he has developed a program about healthy lifestyles. They, they start in first to third grade. And he, he talks about how you know, essentially we're allowing our kids to poison themselves today. And, and, you know, Odell, I know that you've lost uh, a good deal of weight. Congratulations on that. No, not, not a good deal of weight. 56 pounds, my friend. Amazing. 56, probably 56.2. That's the record bill. So, <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I've been I've been trying to uh, you know, take it easy in some of the sweets. I've lost 16 pounds already. Um, I'm inspired by you, and I hope to hope to catch up to you at some point. Thanks. Please catch up and pass me. Pass me. So, Dr. Dixon uh, has you know created this program. It is a fantastic program about uh, giving tips of the trade on how to get our first, second, and third graders eating well and keeping those healthy habits. For the rest of their life, so they're not in a position like you and I are in today. Mm -hmm. uh, we have another program, uh, Justin Bushy, another amazing guy. I think that you guys can be speaking to him on the on the program. Yes, right. Yes, yes. Fantastic guy. Uh, he has a a story of adversity that you could not believe. He is, um, you know, he is uh, gone down a. I don't want to give away. I'm trying not to give you too. I'm trying to give you all the details without giving you too much of the story because I want him to be able to reveal that at the youth protection, at the right. uh, youth resilience summit. Um, but he has a great story of, of 
how he changed his life, how he turned his life around. At one point, you know, he ended up dying of a drug overdose and they brought him back to life. And he ended up going around the country telling his story so other people don't end up being in that same position at some point. Wait a minute now. You're saying this young man died from a drug overdose and they were able to bring him back to life. Yeah. And now he says, God, if you do it, I'll be a witness. And you said he's going around the country being telling his testimony on what he did what God did and how you like me now. Unbelievable story. Biracially, biracially born, never felt that he fit in. He was looking wow. for love in all the wrong places. And, and he, and you know, he found trouble. He, he found trouble. And he said that there were key points in his life where he could see that he was a young man going down the wrong path, but he stayed on the wrong path until the point where he had a drug overdose, died, was brought back to life. And this is all before the age of 21. You know what? If I didn't know better, this sounds like a country music song. This sounds like a country music song, you know, but we know we had an opportunity to speak to the young man and you are so right. He is very special so special that Bill and myself made a commitment that um, Common Ground would support him financial, financially with a gift. So, yes, amazing Fantastic. young man. Amazing young man. Odell, we have Tell another more, We have another young lady, Emma Rush. She's coming to us uh, from South Carolina. Uh, she is doing two programs for us, but one I want to speak about here is General Internet Safety Trends. So this is a program that you know, if you if you are involved with the youth and you could tell that they're connected to their cell phones, they don't put them down. You know, th- right. there's been there's been there's been studies that show that kids will be. I don't I don't even know what kind of study you need for this because you know I observe this with my own kids. You know, they could be in the same room and they'll instead of talking to each other, you know, the kids will be texting each other in the same room. Can you believe that? Hmm. You know, and you know, and. and Emma has a program that's going to discuss the the way that TikTok and all these social platforms work and how they impact a young person's brain uh, negatively. Hmm. It's, it's going to be an amazing program. Like I said, we have the, the best in class presenters and educators coming to the Youth Resilience Summit, and they're going to do a great job. It's, it's going to be a really, really exciting opportunity. Unbelievable, wow. isn't it? And Jim pulled yeah. all these people together and, uh, you know, God opened doors for Jim to get in touch with these people for them to say, yes, we will come to your summit. And most of them, almost all of them aren't charging us. They're just doing, giving their time. That's correct. Yeah. And, uh, because they believe in what we're doing. Yeah. They believe in the mission, you know, and they, they believe in the change that this will, that this will have in our state, you know, Odell, people can check out, the presenters at uh, youthofnc.com. That's the website. Um, And hopefully we'll mention it a few times today, youthofnc.com. And if you go to the Youth Resilience Summit page, um, it'll have a listing of all the the presenters that are going to be there that day. And if anybody has any questions, they're always welcome to to contact me through the website. How does someone love what you're doing and they want to make a financial contribution to help cover the cost? How would they do that? Is there a personal number they could call you? What do they need to do to make that contribution to you, Jim? Well, they could always do it from the website, youthofnc.com. There's a page on there. They can click on there and there's, you know, many options. It's, it's very private, very secure, and they can go right into the website and they can, they can make a contribution to the to the summit to the the youth of North Carolina, um, but anybody has any questions? You know, Bill and well, I, Bill and I believe in you know face to face communication or communicating one on one, and they can give us a call at any time three three six six seven five thirteen hundred anytime. Well, can you re- re- uh, repeat that again? Because I'm sorry, I was going to ask the question to let people know that. If they make a donation or when they make a donation, it's tax deductible, correct? That is correct. It's tax deductible. The youth of North Carolina is a 501c3 and it is a tax deductible donation. But you know, back to my phone number there is 336 
675-1300. They can call anytime, ask any questions. We want to get people. Yeah, we want to break down silos and we want to build bridges with organizations around North Carolina. You know, quite often, you know, there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of nonprofits that do fantastic work, whether it be with uh, food insecurity or mental health awareness. They do a lot of great work, but they kind of work in their silo because they're focused on their one thing. They're fo focused on, you know, let's get food to the people that have food insecurity, or they're focused on, you know, let's help these youth with mental health concerns, but they may not work together. You know, the, the, the kids that have food insecurity, may be suffering from mental health concerns because of it. And so, you know, with Youth of North Carolina, we're, we're breaking down those silos. We're building the bridges to the other organizations, and we're making it so people communicate. You know, Bill Goebel has a face-to-face -face communication model. Um, you know, when, when Bill Goebel talks to people and he has a problem or he has somebody that doesn't agree with them, what does he say? He says, let's go get a cup of coffee and we'll discuss this face-to-face. -face. So, you know, Bill Goebel's, you know, face-to-face -face, you know, communication model works very, very well with youth of North Carolina. Uh, we, we go to the organizations, we meet with the people, we, we discuss what issues and problems we're having and they're having, and we build those bridges to make sure that things are getting done. You know, we're, we're both right. doers. We're both doers. And we want to make sure that if we have a checklist, that those items are getting marked off the list. Yep. Amen. Perfect. Bill, questions for our guests? Well, you know, the uh, Jim did a great job of explaining what the uh, summit's about. Um, it's going to be November 4th in Greensboro at GTCC Cameron uh, Campus, which is out by the airport. And it starts at, what, 8 o'clock? Uh, so uh, registration is from 7.30 to 8.30, and the program starts at 8.30. Yep, and we'll have a keynote speaker in the morning, then four breakout sessions, and then uh, a lunch speaker, and then four more breakout sessions, and then Odell's going to do the close. So you'll be out of there by 4, 4.30. Yeah, and I think an important thing <laughs> is that John Harvester, uh, State Majority Whip, is going to be hosting a networking lunch. And this is a great opportunity for anybody to come out, um, have lunch, and network with uh, other organizations and people you know, around our area and the state. Uh, get It's a good way to get the word out there of what, what your organization does or you know, what your church does or how you're impacting people. It's a great place that you're able to exchange business cards and you know, get to know other people in your community. Once again, it's breaking down those silos and building bridges. And there's going to be a well, vendor area as well that some of these folks mm -hmm. can have tables and share that information. Right. The other now, thing do, you can do. Phil, let me ask a question though for the audience. Yeah. Is there any requirements? Can I wear a mask? Do I have to wear a mask? Do uh, none of that. We just come in, register. What? How do you go through the steps of getting there? So the number one thing to do, the, the, the key point of contact for the youth of North Carolina and attending the Youth Resilience Summit is going to the website, which is youthofnc.com. That's, that's number one step. You go there. You can click on the button for the Youth Resilience Summit, and you can register. You can register attend online or you could register to attend in person. A person. Uh, we do follow the state, state guidelines and mandates as far as uh, COVID-19 protocols go. Got it. Is there a cost associated with it? And if there is, is there potential scholarships? There's always scholarships. You know, we've we've discounted the, the cost of attendance. Um, if, if you are a person that attends different summits or symposiums uh, for supplemental trainings, you will know that ours is a fraction of the cost of a normal uh, summit. So the, the cost to attend is $40. If that that's is a all for, like $40, that's it. Yeah. So basically it covers the cost of your meal, right? So we're, we're right. supplying, we're supplying breakfast, lunch, and uh, a snack, as well as coffee and tea throughout the entire day. So basically, the 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 forty dollar admission cost is your meal. It's it's gotcha. your food and the all the materials that you get for the program. Um, but if that is a burden to anybody, I don't want them to 
I don't want them to hold them back from coming to the event. You know, they could always give us a call or contact us through the website. And there is absolutely scholarships available for you know, any, any group that needs it. So let's just say Odell, if there's a church out there that they want to send four or five people and the church is going to pay right. for that. And, and, and they have, and that's a burden to them. You know, we will definitely work it out. So those members of that church can attend and get the benefit of the, of the summit. You know, it's interesting. One of the things that you mentioned, I think you did, or maybe Bill mentioned it, is that uh, Representative Hardister is going to have a networking session, too. For a lot of people who are introverts, networking is hard. So sometimes, where's well, the effort? So maybe when you go to something like this, then you get information, you get uh, the um, one of the most influential young up-and-coming individuals in the state, you get his contact information, and you get other people's contact information, that helps in networking, especially in this time, to make things happen because Bill's an expert at it. So, Bill, the importance of networking, can you let people know the importance of that, getting out of your silos and coming in and understanding is other things? Because you're not competing. These folks are not your competitors. We're looking for partnerships. We're looking for a lot of the funders are looking for uh, how can we work together. And I think didn't uh, the Community Foundation, the Greater Greensboro I uh, was pleased with what you were doing, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, they endorsed us and they gave us a sponsorship. So it was very nice. You know, Odell, to answer your question directly, um, you know, it's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. And how do we, how do we as an organization and all the other organizations that are involved with youth, how do we become better at serving the youth so they're successful and become better citizens and help help our country grow? become more stable. You know, you start out with the youth. You and I aren't going to be around for the next, you know, maybe 30 years. I might not be here. So if I do, it <laughs> means I'm going to be a hundred. I'm going to be ornery hundred year old. I can tell you that, but, <clears throat> but you know, but there's going to be the generations that are coming up. They, they're the ones that you focus on because they're the ones that are going to uh, lead the country and, uh, and, and develop, more young people. So, you know, I, I, I've always been focused on the youth. Uh, God's gave me a heart for that, uh, with small groups and with the scouts and, uh, now with this summit. So, um, you know, I don't have many years left on this planet, but the ones I have left, I want to dedicate to the youth of America. Wow. Jim, what's your aha moment and what's your why? 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 Cause, because, you're not getting rich doing this, my friend. What's no. your why? Why did no. you care? You know, I'm not getting rich doing this, but you know, I have to say, I have to say, Odell, I'm I'm selfish. I do it because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to see other kids growing up to be productive, supportive adults. It makes me feel good when I look back. Um, I started as a volunteer with the scouts, you know, in 2010, right? Now, some of those kids that I was serving back then have kids of their own. Mm, wow. And I, I look back and I, I see them. I'll, I'll see them on, you know, I'll see them on Facebook. I'll see them on social media. I'll run into them when I'm at, you know, Walmart or Home Depot. And they'll be, oh, Mr. Allegretto, you know, um, you know, I, I can't believe, you know, that, I can't believe what you when you were when I was younger and you you know, took us camping and do you remember when I didn't have you know it was November and it was you know it doesn't rarely it rarely snows in November here but it was freezing this one time and we had flurries and he came in Crocs and no socks camping for the first time wow just took care of him and you know there was another time when you know it was myself and a, a local businessman. Um, and we ended up taking 40 underprivileged youth, uh, camping. Were they black? Were they black? Uh, it was a mix. It was, it was a very diverse group. It was a very so, diverse group. So that group. group wasn't from Perm, Ohio, was it? It was not. No, no, there wouldn't have been any blacks. No. <laughs> no, it was a very diverse group that have not gone, that never went camping before. And, you know, and. You know, there was one of is one of those youth that I've seen recently that 
I mean, he's just doing fantastic. He's in eleventh grade. Wow. He's going to the um, the math and science school in Durham, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, doing fantastic. School hard to get in. Doing fantastic. You know, um, I typically have my sports coat on today, but I typically carry a picture of those kids with me in my sports coat. You wow. know, I tell that story. That's why I do it. That's why I do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I. I you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, Bill, we laugh and joke, and some people get all tight, but this part of Common Ground, we try to talk about difficult situations. Well, everybody knows the whole thing of how Bill grew up and how Odell grew up. Well, Bill hit me up the other day and says, Odell, what size um, sweatshirt or shirt size do you wear? So I said, ah, extra large or 2X, something like that, because, you know, we went from 5Xs, now we're down to pushing an extra large. So Bill gets me this gift. And it's a T-shirt, black T-shirt, white letters. And you've seen the one straight out of Compton, right? Everyone's seen that. You sure. know, rapper used to wear. Well, well, Bill, can you tell the audience what kind of T-shirt that you buy the good-looking black man? I think I think it says something about Parma on it, doesn't it? <laughs> and I, 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 I actually bought one for myself. So when we're in Paris, bring it, and we'll be matching. And they, yes. if anybody that knows Parma, there goes that is those, and we have to tell them we're brothers. That will really, freak yeah, there you go. There yeah, you go. straight straight out of Parma, Ohio. And when I when I saw the shirt, I just started laughing. Just <laughs> you know, it's good to be able to laugh and say, you know what, this guy gets me. I he gets me with scars and all, Jim. With scars and all, we don't have to cover up our scars, guys. We don't have to cover up our aces. We have to acknowledge our scars, work on our scars, but we don't have to cover them and hide them because if we cover them and we hide them, when the Band-Aid comes off, like you stated, then all of a sudden we are not frauds, but in our own minds, it's like we don't have to be perfect for people to accept us because things has happened to all of us in our lives, like you all stated Jim, just just any personal things you would like to share with the audience or going forward, because, you know, you're an amazing guy and you do good work. And what's your thoughts? Well, thank you for that. I I think that, you know, as being part of God's community, that we need we have a responsibility to listen to other people. We have a we have a, a responsibility to hear what they say and advocate, you know, for their needs and and educate other people to kind of do the same thing. I mean, we, we have that responsibility. You know, growing up, I grew up on Long Island. I grew up in West Islip, Long Island. Um, you know, it was not a Long very, Island? What Long was it, Jim? Like Long Island, like in New York City? Yeah, we were about... Whoa, know, whoa, 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 whoa. Remember that commercial, Bill? Uh, what was that? Uh, you were a marketing man. Yeah, it was, uh, it was salsa. Yes, El Paso salsa. In New York City. Yeah, he turned it around. He <laughs> says, "This has been made New York City." <laughs> well, I grew up on Long Island, but, you know, West Islip. Um, it was not a very diverse community. It was you know, nicknamed White Islip. You know, everybody there looked like me. You're either Italian or you were Irish. You know, everybody, everybody that was there. So when I went off to college, you know, I really found myself in a, div- a new diverse community, you know, working together with people and, you know, and experiencing new things. You know, I, my, like I mentioned, um, yeah, I mentioned, I, I, I believe earlier to you guys that, you know, growing up, my, you know, my mom's Jewish and my dad is Catholic. And, you know, there were some issues there when my when my mom you know, started to date my dad, you know, her parents kicked her out of the house. Because wow. you know they were Catholic, you know they weren't Jewish, right? You know it, it's it's different, but it's the same. And I I think that you know if we can you know break down some of these barriers, you know listen to other people, advocate for them, and you know educate you know other people around us, you know I think that you know we'll make the make the world a better place. Amen. Well said. Well said. We're getting near the end, Jim. Uh, we always ask our, our guests, how do you find common ground? And so that's the question Rodell and I are asking you. Yeah, how well, do you find it? Well, Bill, I, I think that I think I find common ground to 
know, I, I know that I'm not perfect. Okay. And I know that, you know, sometimes I will, you know, say things or do things that may not be right. But I think you find common ground by realizing that. I think that you find common ground by realizing that people are just people. There's there's good and bad in everybody. It doesn't make a difference, you know, the you know, the color of your skin, your religion, you know, where you work. I, I think there's good and bad in everybody. I think understanding that is how you find common ground. Very good. Well said. Well said. Udell, you get the last word, buddy. Yeah, Jim, I'm going to take my last word and give it to you. How do people who want to contact you or learn more about the event, can you give them all the information? And again, congratulations on doing just a great job and helping my friend because my friend just go wide open and God sent you to help him, mm. which helps all of us. Amen. Well, the Youth Resilience Summit is November 4th, and it's a GTCC in Colfax. And now they can register for it, get information. They can contact me through the Youth of North Carolina, North Carolina website, youthofnc.com. I'll repeat that, youthofnc.com. And my phone number's on there, and they can email us as well. Well, you know, we're in, we're in 37 countries now, Odell. And uh, for those folks that are listening to us overseas, uh, you can you can attend via Zoom. Uh, oh wow! If you want to come on Zoom and uh, and see uh, and listen and be part of this, you can do that. And Zoom cost is twenty dollars. It's twenty dollars for the Zoom cost, and they could register for that at youthofnc.com. Okay, very good, very good. But thank All you. Right, thank you, my friend. Odell, Bill, thank you so much. Find Bill and Odell online at thecommonground.show. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Darren Sutherland, executive producer. Jeremy Powell, creative director. Jacob Sutherland, director. All rights reserved. This podcast is brought to you by Yes Weekly, the triad's largest circulated and best read weekly magazine. You can also find us online at yesweekly.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes Weekly your trusted news leader for local arts, entertainment, music, food, and more for nearly 18 years. Whether you're a big, medium, or small business, managing and growing the bottom line is important. Focus CFO brings the experience and financial acumen of a Fortune 100 chief financial officer to your company at a fraction of the cost. PL help, internal reporting processes, or any business transitions or events. Focus CFO will help you and your team have a CFO in your company's back pocket. Focus CFO. Learn more at focuscfo.com.